this weekend we had a pure conference. It was the first one that I actually preached at my own conference, right? And so it, I was a little nervous. I'm telling you right now, you think that I get up here and do this. I do, but it's nerve-wracking. You can't shake your head no at me. I know what I was feeling. Because when you're believing God to do something, right, what you have to realize is that you can't make it happen. Look at somebody and say, when you believe in God to do something, you can't make it happen. You see, it's out of your ability to, to do it because it's impossible for you. So I'm believing that God's going to speak to people. I'm believing that God's going to clean people's hearts from judgment and anger and bitterness and, and stuff that is in there that is of the sinful nature. And as much as I wish I could go into your heart and fix it, I can't. I have to trust the Lord. And I have to preach the word of God and trust the Holy Ghost to do the work. And when you're believing God for big things, what you have to learn to do is to shut your flesh down. Let me say that again. When you believe in God for big things or things that you've never seen Him do before, you have to shut your soul down. That means you've got to stop worrying about it. I know many of you came this weekend and expecting an encounter of, from God. But the thing is, if you're in your mind saying, God, I want an encounter. God, I want an encounter. God, when are you going to touch me? When are you? You're in your soul. You're in reason. You're in your mind. You're in self. I, I, me, me. And God can't work through that. You're actually blocking what God wants to do in you. And what you have to do is you have to pray. You have to believe. You have to stand on God's word. And then you have to trust him. I say you have to trust him. Look at somebody and say, trust him. So when you trust somebody, you put it in his hands and you say, God, you do it. I take my hands off it. I'm trusting you. I'm going to let you figure it out. I'm going to let you work it out in your own timing, in the way you want to do it. I cannot make this happen. Right? And it's important for you to understand that as long as the mind and the reason is in the way, the spirit man cannot encounter the Lord. And a lot of us struggle with control. Not a lot of us. All of us struggle with control. We want to be in control. Our whole lives we're raised to be independent. Don't help me. I've got this. You know, in the beginning, you brush your kid's teeth, and then they get to an age where they're like, I've got this. You dress your kids eventually, like, I want to dress myself. You're feeding your kids, and they're like, no, I want to eat. Leave me alone. So we're raised to be independent, but then when it comes to God, we have to become dependent again. Like children who can't help themselves. And as adults or people that are older that have become independent for us to now surrender, it's hard. Because we do things. We do the work of it. We fix it. We do it. It's on us. And yes, there are things that you have to do. But there are spiritual things that you can't do. Where God comes in the suddenlies and he breaks you through. Amen? And so we have to learn to surrender our soul. Look at somebody and say, surrender your soul. Put your trust in the Lord. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Look at somebody and say, trust in the Lord 
with all your heart. What is the heart? The heart is the mind, the will, the emotions, the imagination, right? It's the, part, it's the control center of your life. And you have to take that control center and put it into the Word of God. You've got you to base your control center on what the Word of God says, not what the world says, not what your feelings say, not what your circumstances say. And this is how you live by faith. Look at somebody and tell them, this is how you live by faith. You find what God says in His Word, and you build your life on what God says. You put your trust, you put your imagination, you put your memory, you put your heart, you put your emotions, you put your will into what God says. That's how you put your trust in Him. That's how you hand over your cares. That's how you hand over the things that you're worried about. But you have to find Scripture to build your life on. Look at somebody and say, you have to build your life on the Word of God. Here, let me read this. This is good. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Jesus speaking. He says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise. Bump the person next to you and tell them, you're wise. Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes and the torrents comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. It's built on a solid foundation. But anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey it is foolish. Say that's not you. That's not me. Like a person who builds a house on sand. And when the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. And so what we need to understand is that your life is based on what you think and what you believe. And what you believe is your perception of what life really is. Take your pointer finger like this, go around your head, say, this is the world that I live in. Yeah, don't go this way because that's crazy, all right? You've got to go this way. Crazy people are like, hey. no, this is the world. You don't want a crazy world, you know what I'm saying? Crazy, baby. No, we don't want to have a crazy world. But if your mind is wavering between God and the world, if you're wavering between self and God, then you're unstable on the inside. And what you have to do, if you want to find stability for your life, for your emotions, for your mind, you have to get Scripture. Because when you get a Scripture into you, you the Bible says in John chapter 1 that the Word and Christ are one. God and His Word are one. So when you're getting the Scripture on the inside of you, you're getting God in you. And Jesus said this, He said, if you abide in me and my Word abides in you, you can ask whatever you want. Because when we ask God according to His Word, we have confidence that we're in line with the will of God. And whatever we pray in line with the will of God, God will give us. We can't pray our prayers based on feelings or emotions. We can't come to God whining and complaining. We come to God based on what His Word says. And when you come to God with His Word, you're coming to God and He has made an oath to keep His Word because He and His Word are one and He cannot deny Himself. And so when you get the Word of God and you stand on that Word, that becomes a solid foundation for your life. 
And Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father with all authority and power. Say all authority and power. So when you get the Word of God, from the Word you can receive authority, and from the Word of God you receive power. You see, that's where your authority and your power comes from. You cannot fight the enemy and your circumstances in your own strength. You have to fight with the Word of God, which is a sword that you speak out of your mouth. But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if the Word is not in your heart then you've got nothing to fight with. You see, when Jesus was in the wilderness, He got filled with the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in water, filled with the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Spirit led Him into the wilderness where He faced the devil. He faced Satan himself. And Satan tested Him and tempted Him. It was a real temptation because the Bible says He was tempted. That means it was a real temptation for him because what the devil was offering is what Jesus came for. And he could have said, I don't want to go to the cross and die. I would prefer to just take it the easy way. But if Jesus had taken the devil's temptation, he would have bowed his knee to Satan and we would not have been saved. But what did Jesus do? He said, it is written. Look at somebody and say, it is written. That's what Jesus used. And the three times that the enemy came to tempt him and test him with different things, he said, it is written. I want you to know the devil knows the scriptures too. And the third time he said, it is written, he left him. And so family, the way that we fight, the way that we stay strong, the way that we avoid temptation is we have to hide God's word in our hearts. Welcome to Christianity 101. Welcome to preschool. Look at the person next to you and say, it is your responsibility to get wisdom. Say, wisdom is the principal thing. It's the most important thing. You have to get it. And with all you're getting, you have to get understanding. Say, it's my responsibility to get into the Word of God. If you want a solid life that's unmovable, unshakable, you have to build it on something that's solid, that can stand any wind, any wave, any circumstance, any problem, any issue. Because the Word of God is what you stand on, where you draw your authority and your power from to speak into the storm, to see it turned around. The thing that sinks a boat is when the water gets into it. The minute that that stuff gets into you, you begin to sink. And we've got to keep our eyes off the wind and the waves, and we've got to look at the Word of God, and we've got to declare the Word of God, and we've got to stand on the Word of God. And once you've done all you can do, you just continue to stand, because God watches over His Word to perform it. And when you're standing in faith, you're pleasing to God, and God will show up. Look at somebody and say, when you stand in faith, you're pleasing to God, and God will show up. I said, he will show up. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. I'll start at 20. He says, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them. 
and healing to their whole body. Verse 23, say, above all else, I have to guard my heart. Say, above all else, I have to guard my heart. Leave that scripture up there. You see the word heart? I wrote it in my notes, and I left the T off, and I realized it's the word hear. You have to guard what you hear, what you listen to, because it goes into the heart. That's how you guard your heart. You protect your eyes and your ears. You don't let stuff that is against the Word of God get into you. Look at the person next to you and say, I've got to guard my heart. You see, and the thing is, if you don't know the Scripture, what do you judge things by? What is the standard that you choose if this is God or not, if it's right or wrong? You have to have a standard that you live by. And the Word of God gives us the standard. And when you make the Word of God your standard, if you're not lining up with it, you know that you've got something to work on. Look at somebody and say, you've got something to work on. This is how you grow in faith. Who wants to have strong faith muscles? This is how you grow. You become a person of faith. A person of faith is somebody that has their soul rooted and grounded in the Word of God, and they are unshakable. And whenever something comes along your way, you look at it and you say, you know what? That doesn't line up with the Word, so that's not God. See, a lot of people struggle with their thoughts. They say, is this me? Is this the devil? Is this God? And you have to discern the voice on the inside that's speaking to you so that you can make wise decisions. And if you don't know if this is you, the devil, or other people's voices, then you struggle with making decisions. And family, if you will get the Word of God, you'll be able to judge how you're supposed to live your life. Can I get an amen? Parents, you've got to get the Word of God in your children's hearts. You can shout at them. You can spank them. You can do whatever you want. But they need the Word in their hearts. And all the kids are like, yeah, don't shout at me. Don't spank me. Well, have them write out the Word of God. Use that as punishment. You find the Word that has to fill the gap. And then what you have to do is you have to do it for yourself so you're not a hypocrite. And all the kids said, Amen. And men, you have to lead by example in the house. BTW. Your family will follow you, men. Be righteous, follow God, and your kids and your family will follow you. It's how God designed it. Amen? All the men, all the righteous men. We got a whoop? That's all we got? Wow. Lord Jesus. All the men, is this right? I am talking to them. Oh, do we, do we even have men in the house? I'm not asking the ladies because there'll be a roar in here. Do we have any ladies in the house? Do we have any men in the house? 
Yeah, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Thank you, guys. You left me hanging like five times. Look at someone say, guard your heart above all else. Why? Because it determines the course of your life. See, your life is going to go where the heart goes. The desires of the heart, what is the desire? Your desire in the heart has to be God first. That means His Word comes first. That means you live in obedience to the Word of God. And that's how you seek first the kingdom of God and live righteously. And the Bible says He'll add all these things unto you. But if you don't, if you don't know how to live this way, then how do you do it? And I'm telling you how to do it. Look at the person next to you and say, he's telling you plainly in English, in simple language, how to do it. You have to get the scriptures and you have to meditate on them and you have to get them in your heart. So that when somebody asks you, what does Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 say? You'd be like, uh, I got that. No worries. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Right, that's in there. You don't have to think about it. It comes out of the heart because it's been stored there because you believe it's treasure. See, out of the good treasure of the heart, the mouth speaks. But then people out of the evil that is stored up in their heart, their mouth speaks. So what have you stored in your heart? Are you just collecting junk, trinkets, or are you collecting precious jewels and treasures? And the Bible says that wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. And if you get wisdom in your heart, it'll guide you. It'll give you a long life. It'll honor you. So family, we want these things, but I'm showing you how to get them. You have to get into the treasure book, into the treasure chest, and you have to get these scriptures into your heart and meditate on them. So instead of worrying, that's what meditating is. If you can worry, you can meditate. Look at someone and say, if you can worry, that's how you meditate. But worry is about meditating on things that bring fear and destruction. When you meditate on the Word of God, it fills you with love. It expels fear, and it gives you strength, confidence, authority, and power. That's how you build yourself up on the inside. And the more you meditate on it, the Scriptures begin to open up to you, and then it gets written on the tablet of your heart. It's like the seed falls into the ground, it dies, and it springs up, and it produces fruit. It's the same with the Word of God. You meditate on it. You go over it. Say, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by... The Word of God. Look at somebody and say, faith comes by hearing, by hearing, by hearing, by hearing. That's how faith comes, by repeatedly hearing it. you got to talk to yourself. Stand in the mirror and talk to yourself. Preach scriptures to yourself. You'll leave your bathroom feeling like you can be like Kung Fu Panda, baby. Like Shaka Zulu, like you can take on the world, that you can overcome anything. Because that's what the Word of God does. It gives you courage. It gives you strength. It gives you boldness. Amen? Verse 24 says, avoid all perverse talk and stay away from corrupt speech. You have to watch your mouth. Look at someone and say, watch your mouth. 
You've got to keep your lips from speaking corruption and curses and death and problems. Because the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So when you begin to speak it, you actually give life to it. You begin to allow that thing to have power in your life. Amen. And we are not going to use our words to bring destruction to us or to our families. Oh, mama. Look at somebody and say, I'm not going to curse my kids. I'm not going to curse my husband. I'm not going to cu curse my friends. I'm going to speak life. I'm going to speak blessing. I'm going to speak what I want to see. You see, the Bible says that we speak things into existence. We create things with our words. And if you'll grab the word of God, you can see things turn around by what you declare over your life and over your family. Amen? So avoid all perverse talk and corrupt speech. It says look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Do not get sidetracked and keep your feet from following evil. So you have, there's a narrow path that you have to walk. Wide is the road to destruction. Anybody can walk that road. You just go by your feelings. It's easy. Give people a piece of your mind. But I'd rather give people a piece of the mind of Christ that's on the inside of me. And walk the narrow path. And stay on that path. And stick to the word. Don't get, don't get pulled away from the word. Don't let anything take you away from the word. Because when you leave the word, you leave God. Comprende? Go to Philippians, and then I'll close with this. Chapter 4, verse 4. Say this, always be full of joy. In the Lord, I say it again, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord, and again I say rejoice. Rejoice! Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. And remember, the Lord is coming soon. Verse 6, don't worry about anything. Look at somebody and say, don't worry about a thing. Because every little thing is going to be all right. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, say, instead of worrying. There's something else you can do. You can pray about everything. Instead of worrying, you can pray. There's an option. And then it says, tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Make your request known unto God and be thankful for it. Amen. And then it says, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You see, if you need a protection for your heart, how do you guard your heart? You pray about things instead of worrying about things. You've got to hand it over to God. How do you hand it over to God? You've got to find it in the Word. Where God says he'll take care of that thing, you grab the word of God and you say, I put my trust in you, Lord. Are you with me? Say, Lord, I'm trusting you about my finances. You said in your word in the book of Matthew that 
you know, if we seek first the kingdom of God and we live righteously, then you'll add all things unto me, Lord God. You take care of the flowers of the field. You take care of the birds of the air. Solomon in all his glory was the richest dude in the Old Testament. We cannot, Man, Lord, you'll take care of me. If you took care of all that, you'll take care of me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I trust you with this need that I have for finances and provision. I don't know where it's coming from, God, but you said you'd care for me. And I trust you. I put my trust in you. The needs that I have for my kids' clothing, the needs that I have for food, the needs that I have for a job. God, you said you take care of my needs. See, that's what you got to do instead of sitting there worrying, saying, man, I don't think we're going to make it. And then you tell your kids, where are you going? Shout at your husband. Shout at your wife being all stressed out, bringing stress to the house. We're not going to make it. We're going down. Who knows what I'm talking about? And that's the choice you make. You choose life or you choose death. You choose it. But if you don't know another way, that's all you've got. And what I'm giving you today is another way of doing this so that you can become prosperous, so that you can become solid, so that you can become stable, that you can become unshakable no matter what happens in your life. Amen. And then it says, now, dear brothers and sisters, say, that's me. One final thing, fix your thoughts on what is true, what is honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice. Everybody say practice. All you learned and received from me. You've got to put this into practice today. Because if you don't practice it, you're not going to get good at it. And it's not going to help you. You can come to church 52 weeks out of the year. You can come Wednesday nights. You can come to conferences. You can watch stuff online every single day, 24-7, getting the word in you. But if you never put it into practice, it doesn't matter how much you know, it will not benefit your life. And many times we just want to be at the end, but you've got to start somewhere. Look at someone say, you've got to start somewhere. And so you grab five, five scriptures, you write them on a card, and you keep that card with you everywhere you go. And every time you see that card, you declare those scriptures until they become alive in you. And now they're on the inside of you. And you go to bed, they're in your head. You wake up in the morning, they're on the inside of you. Amen? Fix your thoughts on things above. Think, fix your thoughts on what's true, honorable, right, and pure, and lovely, admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. So instead of, instead of picking on the weaknesses, find things you can praise people about. Instead of picking on your weaknesses, find things that you can say, you know what, I'm really good at this. Wow. What an idea. We tear ourselves down with our thoughts. You have thoughts running through your head, and a lot of that is self-talk. And how do you talk to yourself? And if your self-talk is tearing you down, you need to fill yourself with something else. And you need to speak, speak to yourself in line with what the Word of God says. I'm a child of God. I'm holy. I'm righteous. God is with me. He'll never leave me nor forsake me. Are you with me, family? You've got to get your identity from the Word of God, not from other things. And this is part of what you have to strip from your life so that you become strong in the Lord. Amen? It says, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me and everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace 
will be with you. Father, I thank you for your word today. And Father, I thank you that these words do not fall on deaf ears. And Father, I thank you that these words take root in our hearts today. I thank you, Lord, with all the praise and, and your presence and everything that happened in this place, people being healed and being touched, that the ground of our hearts were open for the word to be planted, God. And Father, I thank you that your word is not falling on hard ground or shallow ground or thorny ground, but it is falling on good ground, God, and that it's going to take root and it's going to produce fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold in people's lives. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that your word will produce results in every single person that holds on to your word and puts your word into practice. And Father, today I ask that you would help every single person make a decision that from this day forward I will hide God's word in my heart. I will cling to God's word with all my life and that I, will, I refuse to let the word of God go. I thank you, Lord, that it brings life to all those who hold tightly to it in the mighty, awesome, powerful, wonderful name of Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. Can I get a bigger amen? amen? Now look at the person next to you and tell them what you're going to do this week. Well, that's good. I'm going to watch my mouth. I'm going to speak the word of God. I'm going to put the word of God in my heart. I'm going to meditate on the word. I'm going to practice the word. I'm, I'm going to practice it. I've got a new practice. Meditating and praying instead of worrying. Amen? Got it? Say, I got it. You opened up my eyes to so much more. I saw the scene shadow. The moment you came down and